welcome to the Awakening Journey podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Shinko. The Awakening Journey isn't the easiest path of growth to choose, but it can be an exciting one. This is the podcast where I share my insights, all my channelings, my downloads of inspiration that I get from time to time. I also bring on special guests to give a different perspective on things. I don't know exactly where this path is taking me, but that's the fun part. I'm excited to see where this goes. Let's find out together. You're listening to the Awakening Journey podcast, and this is a bonus episode, The Challenge of a Non-Spiritual Partner. So today, we're going to deep dive into this issue. This is an issue that I've been noticing that's coming up more and more. So I wanted to kind of bring it to the table and talk about it here and uh, share a little bit of perspective from my own perspective and experiences with a non-spiritual partner. So let's get right to it. If you get any value from today's episode and you want to show your support, donations of any amount are welcome. Just click on the donations PayPal link in the show notes. Thank you so much for your love and support. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? How are you doing today? I would love to know. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're doing amazing in this whole awakening journey that we're all on. So much fun. (laughs) So I wanted to come on to today's episode to talk a little bit about something that I've been noticing coming up a lot, actually, along everybody's awakening journey. Um, And then I wanted to really address it here so that you get a good full perspective of my side of the story kind of thing. And keep in mind, again, everything that I share on today's episode is from personal life experiences and from my own coaching practice. So there is an issue that I've been noticing with my clients. And the issue is my partner doesn't understand my spiritual side and their energy is bringing me down. Now, that can be a really hard thing to deal with when all you want them to do is be with you and you think your partner is there to understand everything about you right and you almost that that way of thinking that line of thinking is actually coming from a place of um wanting them to be on board with everything right to be at the same place as you now i personally can completely relate to this issue because I was in the same situation. Now, I say was because it doesn't mean I left my husband or that we went our separate ways. It's actually quite the opposite. I actually became a lot closer to him and I've grown spiritually even faster since I've made the discoveries that I'm going to share with you here on the show today. And to be honest, I mean, he really still doesn't fully understand everything. And that's totally okay with me. I'm all right with that. Um, I'm actually able to understand him a lot better through my own practice and my own healing and my own awakening. And I'm actually able to respect him that he isn't on board with everything. I understand why he's not on board with everything that I've come to believe is true for me. And that's totally okay too, right? So... This ability comes from understanding that we all go at our own pace. We all go through our own things on our own time. We all have different schedules, right, of awakening. And being as non-judgmental as I humanly can about it is 
actually one of the most spiritual things that you could ever do. And it's just this realization in itself is almost like lifting the weight off your shoulders. It's a big deal. It really is. And this in itself has actually taught me what being spiritual really is all about. And what I've learned is that being spiritual is really about total acceptance of everything, of how everything is, why everything is, and then understanding the complete unity of every divine soul, like the connection that we have with everybody, right? That in itself is spiritual. That's what it's all about. And the one thing I would like to bring to the table and kind of throw out there, you can take it or leave it. You can think what you want about it. But what I want to say is that no one else outside of you is responsible for your energy. You are. That's it. You are the only one responsible for how you feel, think, and the energy that you exude or with it, what you feel. So the moment that you take something, you sorry, the moment that you make something outside of yourself responsible for how you feel, you're giving your way, your power away to it. And we're going to get a little bit more into that, but I just wanted to put that out there. So what I've come to learn is that spirituality, it, it's really not about the practices that you have or the rituals that you do or the number of crystals that you have or the channeled messages that you get or even how many healing modalities that you know or even the, the number of books that you've read. It's not about any of that at all. Spirituality, I found, is really about how close to your own essence you really are. How connected to your inner world you are able to be. And how connected to your own inner truth you really are. It's all about balancing the energies of the light and the dark within you. How balanced you are. Because we live in a very polarized universe, right? There's a yin to a yang for everything, right? And it's all about finding that neutrality, that place of zero point energy, right? Now, what I've come to learn is that a lot of these practices that I just mentioned, and all the healing modalities and all of those things, they were just training wheels. And it's interesting because when I learned Reiki, I thought, wow, I'm like, this is so spiritual. This is so credible. And I couldn't even imagine anything being above that or being more potent or powerful than that. But just when I got to that plateau, my guides and my angels are like, okay, let's crank this up a notch, right? <laughs> and that's what happens every single time. You're never, you're never done growing. That's it. And when it comes down to it, everything is energy, and what really happens is it's the labels that we give to this energy that give it meaning, right? So those labels, they, those words that we use to describe things hold a lot of energy in it, right? The energy makes you feel a certain way. So this creates emotions and that emotion determines how we experience a situation, circumstance, whatever, right? So... We don't actually, we'll not, we're not going to need to know any of these metaphysic tools where we're going to this 5D new earth 
if you ever heard about it. <laughs> this they, they were all just training wheels. We actually, by the time we get into 5D frequency in the new earth, we will have access to all of the knowledge, all of the wisdom, all of the healing techniques that we need. Everything's going to be readily available to us when we get to that 5D frequency. Now we're just right now we're kind of popping in and out of it. We're kind of going back and forth. It's like the slow progression, the slow throw, ugh, slow transition. Um, but once we're fully integrating into that place, it's going to be a lot easier to ex- access um, all of this energy and all of this knowledge in the next level of evolution, which where we're headed, right? And everybody who holds light in their body will ascend, even if they don't believe in it. That's the thing. Even if they are completely unaware of the new earth and the new 5D frequency and all of the things that you need to get there, if they are completely unaware of it, that's totally okay too. It's not going to prevent them from getting there. The earth in itself is changing our frequency. As the earth changes their frequency, it's automatically changing ours. So it's all about really just holding the love inside of you and not living from a place of fear anymore. Don't do things for obligation because you have to do it. It's all about doing it because you're inspired to do it, right? And being a good person with good intentions and that's all that it needs to get there, right? So you, in reality, you don't need to be a completely spiritual guru in order to get to the next level of, of evolution. That's what it is. It's just another level to our evolution in this universe. So I don't want you to think that it's this big thing that's, it, I mean, to be honest, it is a huge thing that we're doing. It's not a transition that human nature has ever gone through before. So it's kind of a big deal in the universe and we're all kind of rooting for us to do it, right? But um, you don't have to be in that space to get there, I guess you can say, right? So we all hold light within us. Even the most depressed and dark soul has that little bit of light, that pinhole light in them. And it's just about holding that light and expanding it more and more in your body. Um, that is going to raise your vibration enough to get you to a place of happiness and true awareness of what's really going on here, right? So, and the thing is, is that some of us are more aware of the light within us than others, and we're able to hold more light than others, right? But that's the thing is that the ones who have the more light here in your body, the the ones that have the more light are the ones to light up the rest of the world around us, right? We're here to hold space for others to catch up. And when we hold space for ourselves, that gives permission to other people to hold space for them, for their healing, for their knowing, for their uh, evolution and moving to the next level of their game, right? So it's, it's a beautiful thing. It, we all work together on this, really, in the end. So the other thing is that we tend to forget is that we live in a universe that has free will, which means you can make a choice to do anything and everything right and because everybody has a choice to take on more light and ascend or not they can choose not to they can choose to stay right where they are in their misery in their turmoil in their pain that's a choice too and because of free will 
they can do it. And there's nothing that you can do or say to make it different, right? Just because you want them to be on board doesn't make it any easier for them to come on board, right? So we're all going through this awakening journey at our own pace and our own time and in our own way. And that right there, it it makes things a lot more easier, right? And to be honest, there is no one way. There's no one right way to do it. You can do it in any way, shape or form that you want. So having, see the way I see it is that having a partner who laughs and scoffs at you can make it a challenge. Absolutely. But what I've come to learn about challenges is that they are gifts. They are. They're gifts. They're gifts given to us to help us grow. So the, my math is challenges equal growth. That's it. Plain and simple. So they also make things fun, right? Because, because they don't understand their human brain is set up to fear anything that they don't know or they can't under fully understand, right? It's the fear of the unknown. So it's kind of like that bully who picks on you because they see something inside of you that they want, but they don't believe that they could ever have. So they pick on you to make you feel like smaller. I'm not saying that (laughs) all of your partners are picking on you and having that bully. You may feel like that at times, but the thing is, is that the that's the challenge is for you to overcome that, to come to a place of understanding of why they are where they are, you know, and what is exactly happening. And it's not your job to make them understand either. So pressure's off, really. <laughs> That's the thing. So they may or may not come to their own realizations all on their own, just as you have. So I want you to think about that for a minute. Like nobody can really take their ignorance away from them, nor they can they take anyone take ignorance away from you. And ignorance really isn't a bad thing. It's just simply a fact. It's just completely neutral. That's all ignorance is. It's just not knowing, right? So it's not good or bad. It just is. So having a partner who doesn't believe in what you do or to the degree that you do and thinks you're a little bit crazy is actually a perfect challenge for you. I think I see it as a perfect challenge for you to step up and maybe look at your own truths a little bit more and ask yourself, what am I not believing in 100% that I'm trying to get other people on board with? Because that's the thing. What You want to look at what areas are you secretly questioning yourself and you need more clarity around? Maybe that's the thing. Maybe they aren't on board with it because you aren't fully on board with it. And you're just trying to get them to believe it so that you would believe it. That's a thing too. So people around us, what I've found are just, they're simply mirrors. They're mirrors to our own inner world, into our shadow parts, into those parts that we sometimes are completely unaware of, that we don't even realize that we're carrying around with us. That's why it's a shadow. It's behind us, right? The shadow typically is something that we kind of hide behind us. It's the darker part of us, right? So there's a whole nother episode coming out about that too, by the way. (laughs) Um, So if there's a particular area or thing or concept that you want your partner to understand, but 
they just won't get on board with it. Look at it this way. Look at it as the this is the universe showing you that you yourself may not be fully understanding it or on board with it completely yourself, right? So then it's an opportunity to kind of look within you instead of projecting it out and saying, well, why don't you get this? Why don't you understand this, right? Maybe look at the percentage of how much you believe it or how much you are understanding it. Because here's the thing. If you feel like you have to defend yourself or to prove something, in all truth, you're not defending yourself to your partner. You're def- really defending yourself from yourself. You're really trying to convince yourself of this and you're not, you're fighting yourself. It's the inner resistance. We just project it out because we don't, we don't know any different, right? But here's the thing. I'm talking about it right now. If you can recognize this, if you resonate with this in any which way, this is a great opportunity to shift the perspective, right? So the thing is, if you fully believed 100% in whatever it is that you're trying to get your partner to believe, you wouldn't have the need to prove yourself or defend yourself. So when you're in that space of feeling like you have to prove a point, maybe take a step back. That's a good indicator that you need to take a step back and say, hey, what about this do I not believe? Right? That's the thing. That's a very powerful thing that you can do. So this can come as a hard truth to some people because they aren't ready to face this truth about this area of your life. And then all that means is that you have more conf- more conflicting thoughts and beliefs that you didn't realize that you even had, right? And that's okay. It's okay to have conflicting beliefs. It's okay to be questioning things. It's okay to not be sure or entirely sure about something, right? But that's all a part of the journey, And that's how we figure things out is going through that place, right? So it's just maybe looking at conflicting thoughts and beliefs within your own self that need to be looked at and understood. That's the thing. So what I find really works well is a thought journal. So when you get to that place where you feel really frustrated about something, whether it be a person, situation, or circumstance, or whatever, um, frustration in itself is a signpost. It's pointing you into the direction that something needs to be uncovered. So take it for what it really is. The signpost. It's it's a it's an arrow. It's a big neon sign saying, "Hey, hey, look over there. Look behind it. Look underneath. Read between the lines." kind of thing, right? But sometimes we just get so sucked into the rabbit hole of frustration that we, you know, go down those emotions. And sometimes we have to go through that washing machine cycle until it is fully done. And then you can see the whole point of things, right? And that's okay, too. That's a part of the journey. That's all cool. (laughs) So the truth is, is that the thing that's making you frustrated isn't really it. The thing about it is that it's not the thing that makes you frustrated. It's your thoughts about the thing that makes you frustrated. It's how you view it. It's what you're telling yourself about it. So we like to put the, um, I guess you could put like the dartboard on frustration, but really that dartboard shouldn't be about the frustration. It should be put, put on your thoughts about the frustration. What's the thoughts that's creating this? That is what you should be looking at. So this is a very important point to recognize. 
And because that's the thing is that the fact of the matter is, is that you are solely responsible for everything that happens in your reality. Your thoughts create your reality. It's that simple. So our thoughts about anything are just simply offerings, right? When a thought comes up, it's it's an offering from your brain saying, and hey, do you want to think about this? Do you want to explore that option? Do you want to go down this rabbit hole, right? Like that's the thing. You actually have the power to pick and choose which one you run with, which rabbit hole you go down, which thought you stick on, right? And the thing is, though, we've been socially conditioned to believe that we're not in control of our thoughts. The thoughts that come up are just offerings. That's what I'm suggesting here. And what I'm saying is that you have the power, you have the power of choice to choose which thought you want to believe or follow down that path, right? So the thing is, this process happens so quickly And if you are living your life on autopilot, you may not even realize that you're doing this. Or you may not even realize that you have a choice until you slow down the process enough to see what your brain is actually doing and how it all actually works, right? And that's okay. You've never been taught that. But that's where a good coach comes in to help you understand where are these things coming from? Why are they making you feel this way? And what you can do about it, right? And that you have so much more power than you realize. You do. You have so much power. So much. (laughs) So the power we hold, like I said, is the power of choice. Now, I used to get really confused when people would say, oh, you're giving away your power. But I'm like, what am I giving away? What's the power that I'm giving away? And what I found out is it's just that. It's the power of choice because we have free will. It's backed up by free will, which is really amazing thing to know. So the power, this power, honestly, it's been hidden away from us for quite some hundreds of thousands of years. Actually, it came from the time of Atlantis, to be exact. So it's been forgotten. This power has been taken away from us. And now, now that we're coming into this new evolution, this new phase of evolution of humanity, it's being restored we're starting to remember. We're remembering that we now have a choice to see our lives through the eyes that we want. We get to see our lives through the eyes of love once more. And we're not going to see through the eyes of fear anymore. We don't have to. And that's what we've been taught. We've been taught to be fearful of everything. Don't do this or you're going to get that. You know, it's, it's not the way... It was meant to be. That was not the intention, the initial program. No. But anyway, so we're getting back to this. So that's why, you know, what our partners are doing right now, it, it is so monumental because they're seeing through the eyes of fear right now. So they mock us. So they use their power of choice to be resistant to any new ways of being. They're resistant to new ways of living. And that's totally okay. That's their choice. And that's okay. And it's not up to you to change that either. It is up to us to trust that they will either raise their vibration enough to get to 5D frequency or not, right? We have to trust and have faith that if they are, if they want to, they'll do it. 
right? But it's not up to us to make the decision for them. It's only our job to love them through their ignorance. That's a beautiful thing. Our job is to love them through their ignorance. So how, let's see here, how do I make it work with my non-spiritual partner, right? That's, that's the idea that comes, you know, you want to really figure out like, how does it, how are you going to make it work when they're poking and jabbing me with insults? Well, for me, I personally, I just laugh it off. I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. Thanks for trying to challenge me, right? Um, and I love him. I love him because he's still choosing me, even though he thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's still choosing to be here. He's still choosing. He's using his power to be with me. So there's something there, right? So, and the spirituality is just a fraction of the relationship. And that's the thing It's I realized that it, because it, it's my craziness that brought me out of my deep depression And it was my craziness that helped me overcome my severe anxiety in my life. And what's the funny thing is that on days where he is having issues with his anxiety, I know how exactly to help him. And he's willingly lays on my Reiki table and allows the energy to flow. And, you know, I help him clear his lower vibrations and anything he's picked up along the way. And he does it because he knows it works. He knows it works. And that's the thing. I don't have to remind him how I'm helping him is a spiritual practice. He knows. And it doesn't have to be said. That's okay. But he is so eternally grateful that I'm able to hold space for him when he's going through his own slow-paced awakening. And that's just it. You went a little bit faster. And that's okay. We're all at different paces. And that's the thing. The whole reason why... We're going at different paces through this whole thing is so that we can help those that are just behind us. And remember, I have, I want you to think about this at the beginning of your journey at the beginning of all of this that you, you have been through, you didn't necessarily believe in all of these spiritual truths either. Right? So will they come on board with all of this? Maybe, maybe not. But if not, that's not for you to decide. And that's okay. And it's letting go of the responsibility of having to change their minds is not for you to have. This is one realization that made things so much more easier for me to understand. So much more easier. So really, I think this is a really great opportunity to practice compassion for those in our life that are just a few steps behind us. And our job is simply to love them and love ourselves through it all and let what will be, be. That's it. So really, to me, being spiritual isn't all about the bells and whistles and the fancy metaphysic items that you can buy. And it's all about what's in my heart. It's all about the truth that I hold inside of me. And it's that connection that we have to the world around us. That tr- those true connections that are, those are the most spiritual thing that you could ever possibly experience. So to all of you out there who are struggling with your partner who is not believing everything you believe, remember 
that that was once you. That was once you at one point. And I also want you to think about what you would have liked your partner to do at the time when you were at that stage of the game, right? Put yourself back in their shoes. You were there. You know what it was like to be there. And now you're patronizing them because you want them to be where you are. But that's not how this works. And that's why it gets so frustrating because you try to force something that is enforceable. Is that a word? It is now. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I'm pretty sure you probably would have wanted your partner to just love you with all your perfect imperfections, right? To love you for the person who you are. And even if that isn't in total alignment with all that you believe. And it doesn't have to be. It really doesn't. And that in itself is another spiritual, beautiful spiritual thing that you could possibly do. So a great example of this is the fact that my husband loves basketball. Like he loves it so much that he can quite literally quote stats of players from like 20 years ago. Like he is obsessed, right? And I don't, I never did. It's not something I ever was into. I was never into basketball whatsoever, but in a relationship, you're going to have differences. There's going to be this uh, yin yang kind of play around with the energy, right? So, and it is in the end, I mean, it's those differences that make the whole relationship exciting and different, right? I've done a lot of things that I would have never done on my own if it wasn't for him, right? I went to a first NBA game. <laughs> we went in Orlando when we took the kids to or Disney World. We went to a an a, a magic game and the Toronto Raptors were there actually. It was amazing. It was perfect timing to be honest. Very crazy. But the thing is is that I I really enjoyed myself. It was an experience that I never would have had if I didn't get influenced by him, right? So it spices things up a bit. And if the relationship was all daisies and rainbows, you would never get on board with anything. Like it would just be boring. It Everything went perfectly. There would be no challenge. You would be looking for more excitement anyway. Right? So it's, these are things that we forget about, but that's okay. I'm here to remind you. We're here to do it together. That's okay. And the thing is, human nature, we naturally crave a good challenge, right? And it's just human nature. So having a partner who challenges your thoughts and your beliefs is the perfect thing to make things more exciting. That's all. And remember, trying to get people to see things your way is purely ego. That's it. And when you can shift that ego way of thinking into a pure state of love, that is the moment that you totally transcend your own spirituality. And that's crazy, right? So, I mean, the way I see it is that having different spiritual practices is no different than having two different jobs, right? You don't patronize your partner for working in a different place than you or having a different career than you. Or, you know, you don't ask them to be on your team on your job, right? So why would you look at it any differently than having, you know, spiritual, different spiritual beliefs than you do? That's, there is really no difference. There's only judgment. That's the thing. That's the biggest thing is that we don't really realize that we are judging them secretly. We don't look at it that way. But what does that get you, right? How is that serving you? Just think about that. So 
In no way are you any better or worse than another person. And in no way are you really any different from one another, especially if you're criticizing them for not believing what you do, right? No matter what the subject is or the belief. Now, I know nothing about the inner workings of my husband's company that he runs, but it doesn't make me love him any less, right? So spirituality isn't what you do. It's what you are. That's big. I'm going to say that again. Spirituality isn't what you do. It's what you are. Let that sink in for just a minute. Really. So to sum it all up, to have a partner that challenges you is one who is meant to help you grow. It may not always be easy, but... What makes it easy is knowing that everything is as it should be and that we came to earth for contrast. We came for the polarity. We've come for the spice of life, the different things, right? So you get to choose how you view your partner who isn't on board with everything that you do. And it's all about choosing to bloom in a field of weeds so that you can transform that field into beauty. It's all about choosing to see things as you wish and accepting that not everyone is going to see the same thing as you. And that's completely okay. And really, it only adds more colorfulness to life. And that's a beautiful thing. So this, of course, like I would like to mention, is that it's all my own personal opinion. And in no way am I expecting you to come on board with my perspective. But it's simply an offering a different way to look at your situation. (laughs) See what I did there? All right, so that's it for me today. I hope that you have found value in today's episode. And if you did, make sure to rate and um, leave your review. I really want to know about what you guys are experiencing and how you're experiencing it too. All right, so I send you so much love and so much light. And I look forward to seeing you again on the next episode. Much love. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and letting me be a part of your journey. Please be sure to click subscribe and leave a review so you can help this podcast grow. If you connected with this message, feel free to share it. I hope that your journey is an exciting one filled with passion and joy from here on out. Much love.